Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in-store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Good morning, football podcast, or at least I think it's a podcast because we have officially been office space. Ugh. Nate Burleson, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brand. Blech. You ever go to a wedding where you have to sit in the spillover area by the dumpster outside? That's us. <laughs> Worst <laughs> table a, in the restaurant. Get to a restaurant, they put you right by the window. Yes. Yeah, so uh, you mind behind the, the bathroom? The door. We you get on nice the airplane, office. you're right by the bathroom. Oh. Nice office for our podcast, and we walk over and finish our show. It was a studio, hours. okay. Rick Flair, we're all on cloud nine. It was a studio. Yeah. It was, in fact, a studio. At one point, a yoga Pilates studio. And we walk in here, and there's a sign that says, please keep quiet, and there's poster boards, and they tried to be cute and make a GMFB podcast poster board sign like I'm at a high school basketball game. It's Definitely. not working. We got relegated to the, to the pits mm. of the... Building. We got taken out of the studio. We're now in like essentially the lobby. But what's it like a, a studio <laughs> apartment where they have like the little changing area? Yeah. Like they yeah, put yeah, up yeah. those signs, the screen thing, the screens, <laughs> a, a pack and play. I feel like we got boarding group C. You know, this is where we are. We got the crappy boarding group. Here we are. Enjoy it, middle seat bastard. I'm looking at you, I producer. The, I guess the podcast isn't doing too well, huh, Chris? Yeah, you had Moving a nice week, up. and then I see a tan line for your sunglasses. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh, what, what do you did got, you do? Kirk? Where did you go? Take the nothing. mic, bud. I got nothing. Why yeah. are we Hey, Vineyard Vines, speak hey, up. What did we do wrong? You guys did nothing wrong. The podcast is great. I think there's just, you know, new people coming Where in. were you at this weekend? Why do you look beach. so cinnamon? I was at the beach. What beach? Island Beach. Who were you with? No, our podcast must be doing just fine. Yeah, right. My brother, the family, wife and kids. All right. Yeah. Nice. Let's yeah. keep the families out of it, Kirk. Why don't you move us out of here? Why don't you hey, fight for you us? Talk to people way above don't me make today. me get all sentimental. We're Milton and think about in your office family. space looking for our swing lines over here. Keep moving us around. Let's keep the families out. 
We don't even have cell phone service down here. KB, you're crazy, man. Nah. Why didn't you fight for this us? Next week's show will be you a Port Authority. We're okay. not happy. Next okay. week's show is going to be a Port of John. So for everybody who's listening, we're painting this picture like we're in the basement. But we really, are. we're a few There's spaces down, wall. still in the GMF. We're in the lobby. Yeah. A bird just crapped on me, Nate. What do you think of that? Is that air conditioning <laughs> vent juice? Yeah. <laughs> just spilled on AC My venti green iced tea isn't cold enough. Get out of here. I want green M&M's. AC juice. Anyway, great show, great week, uh, some great guests as always. We had amazing guests last week. How would we top that would be with one Ric Flair? Everybody have a good weekend, though, before we throw to that? Yeah, it was Everyone a good weekend. Good? It was just basketball and sports for me. Yeah, great weekend, beautiful weather in New York. It's why we moved to New York, Kyle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you send that text out? <laughs> yeah, sure did. And what happened now? Here we are. It's driving rain. Explain. Like uh, get some context. We didn't see the show outside. on Friday. I, I did a thing on Friday about everyone says, oh, once the weather turns in New York, it's Shangri-La, it's Paris, it's the best city in the world. And I said, there's always one New Yorker, who's Peter, who the second it gets to be 60 degrees will text everyone he knows, hey, man, this is why you live in New York. This is why you pay that high rent. It's make it all worth it. And, and, it, and it's crap. It was awful. <laughs> it's so hot. I'm sweating. There's AC drippings as I'm walking down the street. There's rats. There's Chinese food that's melting in the sun. It's awful. Kyle I would rather like be in California it's where it's China, China, China food. Yeah. Kyle would rather be in California where it's all strip malls and chain restaurants and Target and Walmart and Ralphs uh, every and corner. Ralphs and and just and just everyone just hey how you doing how you doing what's up hey do you see Big Bang Theory oh yeah, yeah. yeah. and you have Uber? to drive those scary cars everywhere Ooh, <laughs> automobiles <laughs> 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 you're scared to drive not scared yes you drive. are I'd rather not drive that's what was said that that's you're scared same, to drive <laughs> it's the same thing no it's triggered let me ask you this though <laughs> and this is all jokes aside because I'm a West Coaster I'm a true West Coaster is it is my assumption that all New Yorkers are miserable about everything because when the weather was cold like it was like oh this sucks and then now that it's hot I hear everybody saying it's too hot so I'm just paying attention not saying much listening and I'm thinking like okay yes. so when the are you happy is yes yeah. So what is that's that why there's what one week. About? There's one week. It's usually late April, early May, it's where spring? it becomes 75 the degrees. The girls, the girls put on their sundresses. Sun the guys put on. Their, they've been working in the CrossFit gym all winter. They're ready to go. So sundress and romper weather is the good mm. week. Yep. The one good week where you guys don't complain. And I think we've already missed it. All right, I'm tearing up this this fugazi rundown that we have. Because <laughs> See ya. You just said romper, and we have to touch base. Oh yeah, I forgot about the we romper. Forgot about the rompers, oh, yeah. you guys. Uh, deep dive. What happened? It was. It was a fun idea, I thought. And I was so excited that everyone pulled together and made it happen because rompers were the story on social media they last were. week. Male rompers. And I said, what if we can find three? We do a little fashion show. Everyone worked really hard and it was awesome. We made it happen. It was silly and fun and who cares and topical. And we ended the week on a Friday at 9 a.m. with it. And people on Twitter had some not. Yeah. It was like 9.50, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Was like the it? last 10 minutes of the show, of three hours what, of TV. What would the percentage of positive to negative be? No, we got a couple of names. We could throw them out there. But who's the positive My guy, Steve Weiss, that works for the NFL Network, he was bent out of shape. He was throwing some tweets out there, which I didn't even see. Schrager had told me, and then the next day I looked, and I'm like, man, he was really mad about these rompers. And I don't know if it wasn't it was- just Steve. I think a lot of people on Twitter, because the NFL tweeted it out. They, like, retweeted the GMFB yeah. clip. Now, me, because Kyle, it was and topical, K- silly, and it was a football connection. There was a football cam and all these guys. That's not grown men in dresses. Like they were the male rompers. Now we're not going to wear them, but we're going to have a little fun, though. It was a blast. Eh, you we might had wear it. Yours. We had a good time. I could wear it. Mine's a Siciliano tweeted about it. He Ed said, Werder "I used to know you." Ed Werder was like, "Credibility lost." All this stuff at me. I'm fine with it because I'm confident in my abilities as a reporter. You also knew and that also, going into it. You're like, "This is you know." You walked out and we're like, "Belichick texting me." Out of context, you see. 
three men in a romper and you're on the NFL network and you're looking for your free agent news, you might be bent out of shape. But if you do that, you don't understand our show. Mm-hmm. Right. Our show's out of control. It's, it is it's funny that they, they, they all tweeted it's Rager. Like, I, I wasn't getting any. No, no they expected you it from weren't both getting of you. any. It was and not. Kyle's like, the one that's like diesel and eyeliner. Well, here's my deal we're going to do a romper fashion show. I, we, I have to do it. If I just walk out and I'm like, yeah, it feels pretty comfortable. It's not bad, right? That's There's no entertainment in that. So I, I believe in A or an F. You know that? You're all role-playing a little bit, right? Do Nate, what you do Nate was going to yes. look good. Kyle's going to go all in no matter what it was. And I was going to play the reluctant guy. Right. We're acting roles as it is. Right. So I put on, I had our makeup designer, Lauren, do like heavy eyeliner. I had a faux hawk and I was like a German model Euro named trash. Diesel. Yes, exactly. And it I walked so out. Funny. Thank you. And I owned it. Like I, I took, I tried to swing to hit the 800 foot home run. And I think I made contact. You did. So what? Did. how stupid it be? I got to go for it. Of course. Nate, I got to go for it. What feedback did you get, honestly? Uh, people were joking, saying no, don't do it. One of my best friends, a black guy named Dan Bythewood, he was like, you better not do the romper mm-hmm. or I'm going to fight you. And I was like, ah, well, stay tuned to the show because yeah. I'm actually going to wear a romper tomorrow. Like Dez tweeted strong stuff about, man, like, nobody too. wear that. You don't do that. Do anything like, you want. Do not wear a romper. Charles James, the, the guy Nate, who is wearing wacky socks and hard knocks, like, right. I will not stand for this male romper thing. It's like very offended. Nate, it feels racially charged to yes. me. Yes. Well, listen, here's the thing about. Really? Here's it, the thing it, about. It honestly I feel did. like black Twitter Why? came out. I, Here, just all the results here, I've Here's seen. the thing about black men and and black men in media. There's some thought that, you know, black men in media at some point always got to wear a dress. Dave Chappelle is a guy who has stood on the table and said, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys. I don't want to be one of those guys in Hollywood that puts on this dress. And there's conflicting thoughts about it. I don't know if black Twitter or the guys that were tweeting were looking at putting on a dress and putting on a romper the same way. Like, a male romper does exist, Mm -hmm. and we were just putting it on because (laughs) it's a thing to people. Now, a male romper isn't in any of our closets, but what people have to understand, like you said, Kyle, like you said, Kay and Peter, it's a morning show. Mm -hmm. We have three hours of time to fill, and in three hours we give some of the best football conversation out there. I will say the best. I am not shy about how good our show is, but we also have fun. We are not going to shy away from issues that are very topical, that are going it's on, that are trendy. It's yeah. fun. I think so, we have an entertainment quotient on our show. I think we have to entertain as well yes. as inform and educate, and we entertain sometimes. And it's fun. My, my Twitter timeline was was positive the entire time. I Good. got nothing negative. I got this was the funniest thing. I'm it's crying. I'm late to work. Why are you late for work? Because I went because I watched a romper fashion show. <laughs> like I got um, amazing, overwhelmingly positive tweets. You guys are such champs for even doing that. It's so fun. It was fun. And it's like, fun. It was awesome. So it's thank fun. you guys. No, for my favorite it. kind of tweets. I got the like at Kyle Brand. You crazy? Like you crazy? You a fool? And like I take that as a compliment in a right. way. Being should. called a fool. I, I got a, I got a text from a guy at an NFL front office who said I'm walking through the facility and I got the sound down and all I see is you walking down a runway in a romper. What the hell is going on? <laughs> LOL. So he laughed. Yeah. Right. But if you take it out of context, you might be like, what? The-? Yeah. No, it, it was fun, man. My feedback was the same. Everybody was laughing, joking, saying, "Don't ever wear that again. You can't do it." Nate, you can wear a lot of things, but you can't wear that. But at the end, it was crying face emojis. <laughs> and this is what's great really, about the I show. Got Text from my friend saying Nate can wear that. Did you, did you yeah, like we it? got a lot of that. I did. It's still in my dressing room. Would you wear it? I probably would. I don't know wear if I am going to wear it. Yeah, I guess where would you wear it to? I'd wear it in the summertime, in the like city. going to the park on a picnic with my family. Uh-huh. Just something real casual. I wouldn't Kyle, wear it would you wear to like yours? an event. No, no. I mean, come on, no. It wasn't comfortable? <laughs> it was extremely comfortable. I my just, wife. Like, I didn't look as good in it as Nate did. And like, it's a costume to me. Yeah. I feel like I was wearing a costume. My wife thought it. it was a jean shirt and jean shorts. She had yeah. no idea it was connected to me. My mom thought middle. you were wearing a jean shirt and jean shorts. She's like, yeah. Nate looks fine. Nate Denim looks great. Denim romper. Yeah. Uh, 
so I ran my marathon, and I wanted to thank you guys for like, cheering me on and yeah. being supportive and awesome, and I crushed it. And today, I cannot wait because everything's done. We raised a lot of money. I get to go to the running store where the obnoxious uh, sales girl was was so uh, like not demeaning, but like dismissive. Yeah, okay, of me, I'm going to go and show her my medal. Good, I'm doing that. Oh my too. god, it'll be you like Pretty see? Woman and when I, you almost, walk into the store. I'm oh. going Big to mistake. go Pretty Woman. So this you, is uh, so you are you are climbing down from Mount Petty, and you are going to go show yes. this. Good, no, I'm going. I love to it. Pull my I wish I was there. Do you want me to back you up? I no, I don't. Okay, I walked. Do I went to a running store straight from the show sometime last week, needing last minute. I, I hadn't really no, thought about this year. I remember this. Do I need like a thing for like a for the my iPhone in my arm? Sure. Do I get like a belt? Do I need socks? Yeah, like, what do up. I need? I get it. People, they, everyone eats this goo while they race. It's disgusting. I it. It's I would never eat that it, energy. but do I? Yeah. But I want to have it, it with me, yeah, right? You're trying to make light, but get information. Yes. And, yeah. So I go to a running store and I say, "Listen, I'm running a half marathon this." Weekend, it's for charity. I'm not a runner. I was so humble. I came in so humble. I was dressed from the show, so I had like hair, makeup, all that stuff. So like, I kind of got that. I'm like in heels. Who cares? Right. I was so humble, and the girl was not having it. It was all about respecting the distance, and I'm trying to serve. Hey, hey, Tim, she's trying to survive a half marathon. She was so like like you're not even running a real marathon. Yes, like or just that I'm not. I don't. I'm not taking it seriously, and then I'm not going to finish. And I was super nice the whole time, and then I actually bought stuff from her, and I was checking out, and I said. I said, you know why I'm going to finish this marathon? Here we go. And and there's like two guys behind me, and she goes, why? And I said, because of you. And I'm going to think of you, and I'm going to come and rub it in your face when I run it. I did it. And what'd she say? And she was like, she was just white. The customer's always right. And the boys in back of me were like, oh! And they loved it. And I walked out of the store, and I thought about it. If I'm the manager of that store, and I hear that story, that person's not coming back to work for me. It was crazy. I wouldn't even buy from there. No, I would have walked out. She ran 20 miles the week before. And I whatever and Who I should cares? whatever. Like you lost her when you said half marathon. Like, oh, what are you doing? It in was here? it was That's a wild experience. Stuff. You're like Vivian. That was so. I want to say big mistake. Huge. Huge. Like you out. go and you're like, how much is this? And she's like, it's very expensive. Right. You're like, yeah. that is just like that scene. Right. You got to go back. I'm doing it. Awesome. Stay tuned. I'll let you guys know how it goes. All right. On that note, we did have Ric Flair, which was like <sighs> an incredible moment for you, Kyle. I know, and you, all of you, guys yeah. grew up watching this icon. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, he. We we had a kind of a funny discussion today that was actually real. We referred to greats and legends. Like he truly is an icon. And across sports, we see so many athletes who are obsessed with Ric Flair. Guys doing tons of touchdown celebrations. And when he came in, as well as we get emails about this guest is coming on, I'm like. Whoa, Ric Flair is yeah. not only going to be on the show, he's coming in here. And I got a little nervous and a little excited. And Ric Flair lived up to the hype. He delivered. He played the hits. You want him to do the woo, the, the limousines, the private jets. He was with Connor Daly, who's an indie IndyCar driver. driver. Yeah. Poor Connor Daly. Let's toss to the clip. Good morning, football. We are live in New York City, and we have ourselves a tag team here at the table. One is an icon, the most charismatic man, charismatic man in sports history. The other is a second generation racer who has won nearly every competition you can think of. Together they joined forces for the 101st Indy 500 this Sunday. Good morning football to Connor Daly and the nature boy, Rick Flair. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good, great. I love it. Well, Rick, you know, you're not really... I love being on camera. You do? We knew that about you. You look great. Something told me to leave my jewelry at home. I'm glad I did. You know what? I always come prepared. I know you do. Show that shirt. I'm not having... Let's see that shirt. I love that shirt. That is incredible. What a great shirt. 
Wait. And I brought <laughs> both Hall of Fame rings, okay? You got those two? Both I Hall of Fame both, rings. Yeah. Well, Rick, you're not really known as being in tag teams outside of the Four Horsemen. Yep. So how did you and Connor t team up? What are you guys doing together? Well, I've got a brilliant, genius agent that figured out that I like indie car racing, and right. she got me involved with it. So um, I've never been. There's two big events I've never been to, the, the, the Derby I haven't been to, and uh, I've been invited in Indy just uh, out of schedule, but I watch both religiously, so. That's awesome. I'm from NASCAR country. You know? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Boring. <laughs> hey. yeah. I've never been to Indy either, but I have been to a lot of music festivals, Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza, never to the Snake Pit mm -hmm. at the Indy 500. Mm -hmm. And that, Rick, is where you will be a very special honor, the mm -hmm. master of ceremonies exactly. in the Snake Pit. That's where Forget we see, we see Diplo, Skrillex. <laughs> so this year we have Marshmallow. There's a lot of great DJs that will be yeah. there. We have a, do you want to, can we pull this out? Oh, yeah. What do we got? What do you present? They made you a belt? We got something special for you, Rick. Look at this. What is this? Is this a world premiere so, of this? This is it. Is I don't snake? know if you've seen this. I haven't seen it, no. coming out. You. The Lucifer. Look at oh, this my thing. God. Whoa. You've got oh Zed God. this year. Look at Zed. So, oh, my God. Yeah, this God. is the official belt of the Snake Pit. We've got all the artists on it. Oh, oh obviously. My God. This is mine? This is you. To keep? Absolutely. Oh, oh my God. Wow. I'm going to wear this downtown well. here in New York tonight. Action Bronson, Marshall. Zed yeah. will hit the stage this year, and oh, you will be yeah. up there with them. Are you excited? WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Rick, that thing. He's going to hit Rick the Dragon Steamboat right over the head with it. Right? Incredible. Man, what beautiful. Thank I'm you so much. I'm jealous right yeah, now. And match the gold you got. I know, man. Exactly. So these are a bunch of uh, house music. BDM, yeah. are, you, are you into that kind of music? All these dance music here? The Marshmallow Man? And I'm, I'm into anything. Anything that gets the people I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to say so that I like Kid Rock and Hank Williams Jr. We like Oh, who doesn't, man? He's the man. All right, now, now, Connor, seeing you and Rick here at the table, it's a reminder that sports can be an intergenerational thing, oh, yeah. and it's beautiful. And your dad, actually, Derek, was yep. a Formula One driver, an IndyCar driver. What did you take from your dad in terms of how you approach the sport and the style in which you drive? Well, he was obviously a really good coach, uh, and, and he was my manager for a while. Uh, that doesn't work out anymore, the father and right, son right. management team. But, uh, but he's still there all the time, which is really cool. And, uh, and you know, he was very successful. Um, and, and I was like, I'm really lucky to have made it, you know, to this far. And, I mean, my fourth Indy 500, uh, that's my home race. It's my home uh, right. hometown. So I love it. I mean, it's, it's I, just every week. I mean, we're, we're at this for a month. We're at the track for a month getting ready for this event. And it's, it's awesome to be Now, there. there's definitely a generational gap between you and yesteryear and the drivers from yesteryear. Yeah. What do you do that kind of represents your generation in prepping for this race? Uh, well, I go to the snake pit before the yeah. Yeah. There you go. Something that Marshmallow. Hashtag lit. Around love there. Marshmallow. Love Zed. Love those guys. I mean, I, I can only, like, carve out 30 minutes in my schedule before the race. But I told my team, like, wipe the morning schedule. Are you it's seriously going? Yeah, yeah, I went last How year. How cool is awesome. that? I went for like 28 minutes last year, and I like I got covered in bush light, and I had my helmet on and suit, and I was yeah. like, oh, I don't. Showed up to the strategy meeting before the race, like smelling <laughs> wow. beer. But I was like, guys, I promise you, I'm ready to go. I'm I would have to drink a case of Bud Light to drive a car 200 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, kidding me? Now, Rick, you're from Charlotte. <laughs> yes, I know that, and you have uh, caught a bit of grief for giving props and some motivational speeches, some kind words to other fan bases, like the Niners, like mm -hmm. the Falcons, which mm -hmm. 
did not go over very well on Twitter. We had Captain Munnerlin of the Panthers on the show yesterday, and he addressed that situation. Take a listen. Hey, Ric Flair, it's Captain Munley, uh, your good old buddy. Y'all know you for a long time, went back when I was in Columbia. Uh, but, oh, man, I'm kind of a little hurt uh, that you really was rooting for the Falcons as division arrival. Uh, you can't do that. You can't hop both sides of the fence like that. We don't like them. They don't like us. And uh, we trying to, you know, take over this NFC South. And uh, you jumped on their side of the fence, and we don't like that. So uh, this year, uh, you in for a rude awakening. Don't try to jump back over. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Stay in Atlanta. That's wow. called styling and profiling. Woo! Hey, Woo! Thank That's you, Captain. I'm planning on staying in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and you plan on figuring out how to guard Julio Jones. Oh! Oh! Good right. Lord. Julio Man. runs backwards hey. faster than you can run forward, pal. Woo! I like to say, yeah. Julio! <laughs> Woo! Julio Jones, baby. <laughs> this guy stared down Sting and the Macho Man. You can get back down from Captain Munderland. Yeah, the reason Josh Norman left town, you should leave too. Oh, man. Good Lord, who wants yeah. to play Julio twice? Yeah, right. Julio's Great. a beast. Yeah, he's he's a, you've influenced a ton of players. You saw Munderland doing that at the end. How does it feel to know that so many of these guys of this generation grew up watching you, loving you? And look at Travis Kelsey here. Look at Travis Kelsey here as he scores a touchdown. Look at Kelsey, who's maybe the biggest star on that Kansas City Chiefs team. He gets up. They go. get him up here. Do and, it, Trav. Right, let's see it, Trav. What do you 20s. got, Trav? Young man in his 20s. And here we go. Getting ready. Go, ready? Go, go. Oh, he did it good. And look, on our show, we had a guy who's got a Super Bowl ring, two of them, David Deal. Let's toss to the clip of David Deal, our first week on air, what he did here on the show. Oh, David's great. Swag. The Nature Boy! There he is! Oh, okay. So, oh. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you see this thing. It is taking hey, on. Hey, David likes my daughter. And he makes that kind of money, so it's, 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 all right. it, it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter's doing big things. Uh, huge. Uh, I like him. I like, uh, who's the other guy that likes Kevin Love? And I yeah, like Kevin uh, a good dude. the kid from the Marlins that's making $325 million. Gen right Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big man. He's that's looking nice. away, too. So. Yeah, it's the size of the warlord, that guy. <laughs> a lot of pressure on her right now. A lot of pressure, yeah. yeah. A lot of pressure on them. Now, your daughter's in professional wrestling. Yeah, if people yeah, are watching, yeah. you know, she's a star cover, of the WWE. Cover of uh, Muslim Fitness. Congrats. Four-time champion already in five years. That's awesome. She, she is so so superior in the ring to anything I could ever do. It's unbelievable. Well, listen, yeah. she's cut from that yeah. claw. Yeah. It makes him uh, like the Archie Manning in professional wrestling. Yeah. Got your, your, your next generation now is doing incredible Yeah, except things. I didn't tell my kids where to go. <laughs> oh, I feel you on that, bro. They, they went where they were told and did what they're supposed to do. Okay? You're right. We didn't right. expect the Archie Manning hot take tonight. How about that, right? right? Are you going to bring up LeVar Ball? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Are, to? are you wearing Big Baller brand? Do you have Big Baller brand? That's too easy, man. Would you wear the shoes? Put them in the figure four. Put them in. Those ain't Nature Boy swag right there. Those ZO2 shoes. He's only, he told Stephen A, I'm undefeated. That's only because he hasn't run into me. Oh! 
All right. Yeah, I feel you on that. He wouldn't even say that to me. <laughs> oh, that right. would pay to have a pay-per-view LeVar Ball, Ric Flair matchup. Yeah. How yeah. about that? You know, you were you were about the limousine and the alligators. Yeah. Would you wear five hundred dollar basketball shoes? Are you interested in those? Oh, I would have. I wanted them, you know. But yeah. uh, you know, well, the the kid is absolutely phenomenal. He but, is. He's great. But you, you know, you're putting him on. To me, he's putting him in a you know, very spot. uncomfortable position. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, you. I've lived vicariously through my daughter a few times. I'm, I'm guilty of it. Right. But come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Got to let the kid go out there and play first before yeah, you go on the talk. Yeah, I think he, put, I think he puts him in a, in a, I hear you. In a, in a very difficult position with a lot of pressure on him. Now we do something on this show called Campfire Stories, where I talk about things that have happened over my 11-year career. Now I was just a good football player. You were one of the greats in the WWE world. Now, share a story what, what, with what, what, us. What, what, well, well, the great. My bad, my bad. Well, I'm just what trying to keep it. I'm immortalized now. You know okay. that, right? You are immortalized. I know that. Uh, I'm know trying that, to show Jackson. respect. There's some other greats out there, Rick. Come on now. Yeah, there are some other greats. But, uh, <laughs> Not as great one. as you? <laughs> okay, all right. Fair. That is fair. My bad. You walked right in. I did. To, I walked right in. Do I have to make a promo again like from 1986? Only one. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We got time for that. So I like to share stories. So I, I want to I ask you and give you the stage right now to share one of the greatest stories of being the nature boy. You know, we discussed this backstage. I don't have anything that's, that, that's even close to PG, much less PG-13. <laughs> I think we can do I mean, PG-13. I, I guess I could tell one from last week. I'm growing up now. I'm finally growing up. Okay. okay. I don't know why. A lot of pressure good. on me. One of my wives one day said to me, why aren't what, are you ever going to grow up? I said, why? What, your Porsches, and right? One color? Want to buy another one? What, <laughs> what do you want? A new house? I mean, why do I need to grow up? I'm happy being who I am. Gonna be a kid. <laughs> You're a kid. Yeah, well, I, I, the WWE is still waiting for me to grow up. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> for it. Look, I'm still laughing. Incredible. Hey, I, you, I have fun. Yeah. That's what you do. I mean, you got. I love. Look at I love your relationship with Harbaugh. You and Harbaugh are tight, right? Oh yeah, yeah. What's Jim? I mean, no one can get. No one can get into Jim Harbaugh's world, and yet yeah. Ric Flair and Jim Harbaugh are best buddies. Well, you know, it is. I met him. He came to see me wrestle, and when he was playing for the uh, Bears. In 1989, he came to one of my matches with Steamboat, and I met him that night. You know, Jim and I are yeah, actually good yeah. friends as well, he, he, I promise. Are you right? Oh, yeah. oh. Jim, Jim, Jim Harwell. Oh, yeah. Because he's a cult legend, right? Yeah, so, and Jim actually was part of, a part owner of a race team, an IndyCar team, for wow. a long time with my, one of my, with my stepdad. Wow. So I have, like, an autographed Michigan helmet, a Detroit helmet, a Colts jersey. Oh, the best. And he sent me one of the most, like, inspirational texts I've ever received before my first Indy 500. It's like this, this big message and it's it's so coachy, if that's a word. Yeah, but I was yeah, like, definitely. I screenshot it and saved it. I was like, this is the best message I've ever received in my life. I was like, yeah, Jim Very down to earth. Very so down to earth. Will he be at the snake yeah. pit, in the snake pit? <laughs> Can we get the khakis on the snake pit? Don't know if Jim's going to be there with a headset on. Will he be at the snake pit? I don't know, man. Can we call him right now and ask him to come? I would. I would call him. There he goes. Frank, you mentioned the promos. And we know this, a talking and selling in wrestling is different than any other sport. It is, it is an art form. You're the Da Vinci. So we want to do a little demonstration here. We're going to ask you and Connor both same questions in your respective sports, and we're going to see how we get different results, okay? okay. We're going to do that. So if you wouldn't mind, Mr. Flair, joining me over here at the okay. monitor, okay. I'll be the mean gene, and these guys can handle Connor. Okay. I'll go right here. Okay. Oh, yeah, all right. Kyle's favorite. So we're going to alternate a little bit. That's what we're doing, KB. We're going to alternate a little Absolutely. Bit. Go ahead. You guys go and handle that part. Okay, so I'll go first here. Okay, ready? Hey, Connor, how confident are you that Sunday will be the best race of your career? Well, you have to be confident. Uh, I mean, we had we had a really good day of final practice just yesterday, actually, which was which was good for us because we had a, a tough month. 
Um, but I'm excited. I mean, there's a lot of guys starting kind of all over the field that, that have a shot at it. So I think we're, we're confident. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's 33 of the best guys in the world. So it's really, really tough no matter what. All right, Kyle, why don't you ask Ric Flair that question? Good morning, wrestling fans. Me and Gene Oakland here coming to you live from Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. And I'm standing with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Nature Boy, 30 men go into the Royal Rumble. What makes you think you'll be the last man standing? Because I'm styling and profiling. Look at it only I can look. Woo, I'm a limousine riding, jet flying, kids stealing, wheeling in, son of a gun. That has told every woman in the last 24 hours in New York City where I'm staying and what time it is. <laughs> Back to you guys at the table with Connor. Uh, I'm next. Over here with Connor. I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> So Scott Dixon won the poll in Formula One star Fernando Alonso, favored oh to, uh, by some to take the checkered flag there. How do you beat that kind of competition? Well, let me tell you how. <laughs> no, Scott is very fast. Uh, incredible speed. But we were running with him yesterday, so I felt pretty confident about that. Fernando Alonso, very good two-time world champion. Um, I mean, he is going to be really hard to beat as well. But it's his first IndyCar race, so he's got a little bit of an experience. Yeah. Uh, but I hope we can beat both of them because that is the goal. Good answer. Let's Humble answer. Thank Kyle, you. who's alongside Ric Flair. Nature Boy, how do you stand up to the challenge of Jake the Snake Roberts, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and the immortal Hulk Hogan, who will be looking to toss you over the top rope and out of the squared circle? Well, unfortunately, that's never happened. <laughs> I love all of them, but they did only one Ric Flair. Rick, looking as only I can look, styling and profiling, custom made from head to toe. Mm. How many more lines you want? Woo! <gasps> Hulkster, come and get me, Thunder. Come on, man. Oh, all Back right. to you at the table, guys. <laughs> all right. Great answer. All right. Well, it's on you, Connor. Uh, what message? This is very simple. What message do you have to the other drivers out there? Well, I'd like to say that um, they're all going to lose. Yeah. Oh, I like this. That's a little Ric Flair out of yeah. you right there. Let's go. There's only one champion this year, and it's going to be me. Yeah! yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Yeah! Hey, you're rubbing off on it. Thirty-three car dinner, one drives out, baby. Yeah! One winner. Now one yeah. winner. What is Ric Flair's? And I'll be at the finish line waiting on you, man. Yeah, with cold beers, I hope. <laughs> That's a what is Ric Flair's final message to anyone getting into the ring with the most electrifying man in sports entertainment? Dare to dream. Woo! Do not be afraid to live the legend, okay? There's only one. Styling and profiling and making every woman in the world go woo, 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 woo. Wow! That's about as good as it gets, Ric Flair. Thank you so much, sir. Connor, thank, thank you. you. All the best with the race. The first Indy 500 is this Sunday, May 28th on ABC. Forget it, buddy. Good morning, football right after this. Ric Flair, the greatest. Uh, Connor, thank you. <laughs> Woo! Connor, thank you. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. All right, so that's Ric Flair. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Listen, Woo! To, to take everybody listening behind the scenes Woo! of today, there was a moment where Ric Flair was coming up. We go to commercial break. Kyle, you jump up off your seat. You hustle upstairs to where he's getting makeup, and you run back down. So we're all anticipating what happened up there? What is he like? So we're asking questions. You know, is he ready? What's yeah. going on? And for us that are familiar with Ric Flair, if you go to meet him, I don't care if he's 31 or 71, you want to get the Ric Flair. So you came down and you said something interesting. You're like, oh, he's up there. He's calm. Mm -hmm. You know, not, not that he's up there going, woo, woo, which is what we kind of want. Yeah. So 
were waiting, and now I'm hesitantly looking forward to how he's going to respond. I we were get like a pensive version of yeah, Ric Flair. And, and it almost it. felt that way because he's standing behind the glass and he's chilling, not saying anything. I'm like, what version of Ric Flair are we getting? Is he sleep? Is he tired? Does he really party? Did some ladies last night go woo woo woo? <laughs> and then he gets oh on the set God. and the Twelve. lights come on. It's eleven, and the show starts, yeah. which reminded me of the old WWE days. It's like those bright lights, the music starts. He runs down and gets in the ring, and then he puts on the actual character. That was impressive to me. I walked into the green room, and I, 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 it's like I went on a special mission. I, I don't do that. Leave the set to go see the guest. And I had this vision where the second I opened the green room, he'd be holding court, and he'd be right. in the corner telling stories. He's got a robe on. <laughs> He's got a robe and the sunglasses and the blow-dried hair. I thought the same thing. And it wasn't. And I couldn't even find him. He was in the corner just sitting down, like getting his makeup done, like very low-key. And I went up and talked to him. I was so excited to have you on the show. Very low-key. So I was a little nervous because we wanted the nature boy on the air and I came back. I said, I don't know. Like, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, we heard most of that because your mic was on. <laughs> Who was that? I don't know. Tom. Uh, audio the, Tom. Audio some, guy leaves Kyle's mic on while he's talking to Ric Flair doing uh, small talk backstage. Some of the things that we talk about in a commercial breaks and off air, I'm so glad you didn't say anything. Of all the things yeah. I could have said. All yeah. we hear was Kyle saying, such a pleasure to meet you, man. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? In, real inside the weeds here, our audio Tom has just quit smoking cold turkey after years and years. So I don't know if he's running on maximum capability. But Tom, that's <laughs> well, okay. He dropped the cigarette. He dropped the ball on that one. So. But something no, I'm joking. Tom's the best. The okay, switch the flipped. Best. We had our bump, and we said, hey, we'll be right back with Ric Flair, and he turned it on. Yeah, it because we had this set we were going to do. Okay, basically, I'm like, let's get him up. Let's get him off the desk in a stand-up with me and Gene doing his Ric Flair thing. And it was a risk because if either he didn't feel like doing it, like, look, I'm a 60-something-year-old man. I'm not doing that mm-hmm. stuff anymore. Or maybe just didn't have the energy anymore. It falls really flat on live TV, and it's just kind of embarrassing Or if and he awkward. repeats himself. Like, I was looking at him like, he's going to yeah. say something, but he was fine got his material. Dude, he nailed it. So the thing, Captain Munnerlyn was the best yeah, thing. You heard it on the podcast awesome. now. So right, yes. basically, Kay's like, all right, Munnerlyn's coming on. Panthers, yes, he's got to know Ric Flair. Whatever. So, so Munnerlyn says it, and he does kind of take a dig at Ric Flair. And I remember saying it in real time, being like, I don't think Ric Flair's going to respond yeah, too but kindly Mutter- to Munderland was keeping it real. Like, he was playing around. Like, it was like, a joke. Day in Atlanta, don't even think no, about right. coming back. And we put, a, we put him on the spot. But like, Munderland did Flair said? Ric Flair went hard. Like, Not just at Munderland, but at the whole Panthers organization. Pretty much at Munderland. Yeah. Like, you're a loser. He said, yeah. Julio Jones can backpedal faster than you can run for. <laughs> Yeah, but he was like disgusted that Captain Munnerlin like, Cap- wouldn't even say his name. Right. He it was brought amazing. it up at the end when you talked to him too. Yeah. You're right. He went back to. He it said when he was Josh doing Norman got out of town. You should do the same. <laughs> he was taking shots. But let me ask you guys a question though. <laughs> Best trash talker across any sport. We just had Rick Gary Claire. Payton. Oh, Gary Payton. I, you know I like I'd that. have Gary Payton on every day if he wanted to. You come want on. Chuck Person, Peter? The Rifleman. <laughs> what? 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 What say you? Any sport now? Now Rick Flair has to be up there. I think he's in. Everybody's top ten, maybe top five. Yeah, Steve Smith. Steve Smith's awesome. Steve Smith's good, good. And, and, and not just trash. I mean, showmanship too. You can put anybody out I, there. I used to, I used to really like Gilbert Arenas. Like oh, he would say some Agent crazy, Zero Hibachi. He would say he'd score eighty Hibachi. on Duke, and he, but then he kind of went off the deep end on social media. He's crazy. He's now. crazy. But Hibachi was amazing. There's Sam Cassell with the, he would, with the with take a shot and turn around. You remember Gilbert Arenas? Turn was there any baseball player that ever did trash talking? Bryce know. Harper was like a big thing yeah. because he came in with like, but he know. kissed at the pitcher once like that, and then people wanted to throw at him. But what was the relief pitcher on the on the San Francisco Giants? Taylor. With the black, and he had the, it was like a little the brief Yankees thing. Yankees back in the late 80s. Right? Well, you're not talking about, uh, yeah, for not sure. Not Taylor you're, recently. You're talking about. Um, with the beard? Br- yeah. Bri- Brian Murphy? Bro- no. No, Brian Wilson. Brian, Brian Wilson. Lying in bed. Yeah. Something what weird. about the Yankees in the 80s and 90s? They weren't trash talk. Oh, they were okay. all class. They were just yeah. trashed. They were turned up. <laughs> hey, I, I would say Muhammad Ali. 
one of the best trash talking showmen. You referenced Ali today in comparison to Flair. Yeah, it's <laughs> I love that. They, it's a sports historian. Because I they it. were they were so scripted in what they did, but they always delivered it beautifully. I would give Muhammad Ali the edge because he had more variety. Ric Flair, like you said, he got the the, the bag. He it, goes right in that bag and pulls out what we've does. been listening to for years. If somebody tweeted right now, like an athlete, and, and originally was like, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. It'd be so weak, though. It'd be so weak. <laughs> but in the 60s, 60s, the man who was talking like that was He nuts. was writing songs and just delivering a cappella. <laughs> right. If somebody tweeted it, it'd be one thing, but if somebody said that and it came off the dome like that, float like, like that Like in line, an interview? Yeah, no, yeah. you're right, Kate. Like, you're that's damn a cra- right about that's that. A, that crazy is a line to crazy line to yeah. come up with. No, you're right. Like I a running back? It live, like, answering like, yeah. a question? Like a running back after the game, you just want to Super Bowl? He's like, man, I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. And he'd be talking about how ugly Joe Frazier was. Yeah, your hands can't hit, what your eyes can't see. I don't know that I've ever asked you who the worst, tra- best, I guess, trash talker was when you played. That I went up against? Yeah. Whew. I know it wasn't Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot, Smoot would he, talk, though. Yeah, he played with me. Uh, you know, cornerbacks never really talked a lot of trash, and that's I think it's mostly because I always played with a number one that was torching their number mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. and I took joy out of torching their number twos and threes. For me, it was linebackers. Linebackers talked the most trash, but back when I came in, before some of the rule changes – they could hit you. If you were standing within yeah, seven yards. Give us a name here. Who we got? Well, Ray Lewis, Brian Dawkins, he's a safety, though. They would but, talk? Yeah. They had the black visors. You couldn't see their eyes, okay? Face masks looking like something out of Mad Max. Veins popping out everywhere like they just did a thousand push-ups in the locker room. And you could just see, like, foam underneath the face mask. <laughs> and these guys were aggressive. Brian Dawkins had this, like, hammer he would do. He'd come down on you after he made a hit, and he's doing it, like, right next to you. Weapon like, he's X. shaking the earth. And Ray Lewis would hit you, and he started doing his little shimmy, shimmy dance. So, for me, it was always the linebackers and safeties. Cornerbacks, they didn't talk much because cornerbacks got beat more than they made plays. Right. So, if you talk trash, yeah, I'm going to win careful. at the end of the day. Yeah. Safeties, they rarely saw you and rarely hit you. Linebackers rarely saw you and rarely hit you. So, if they got one on you, they could talk trash and leave it alone. Brian Erlacher is a guy that I got into it quite a bit. He didn't like the dancing. You know, he was kind of the straight and narrow guy. No visor there. Yeah, no visor there. You can look straight into his eyes. You talk a little bit, and he wouldn't talk at all. Straight talk with his pads. And I remember one specific game, I ran a bubble route. It kind of bobbled out of my hands. I should have caught it. And he gets up, and he looks at me as he's, like, closing out. So he didn't tackle me. plays over. Sorry, already blown. Mm-hmm. Dead. I'm walking back to the other. He was like, where's all that dancing now, Burleson? Where's all that damn dancing? And I look up, and for a second, I'm like, who is that talking to me crazy? And it's Erlacher. So for a split second, I had to ask myself, do I want these problems? Mm-hmm. And as a man, I had to say that's something back. when keeping back. it real goes wrong. <laughs> so what did you say back? I was like, okay, that's what you want to do? You want to do this all game? That dance is coming right up, and I'm coming after you. And I'm thinking, like, why did you say that to Erlacher? Damn, that's stupid. And then I catch a ball, I shake up their corner. I'm going out of bounds. And as I'm going out of bounds, I realize I'm tap-toeing on the sideline. Look out. My heel hits. Erlacher's in the middle of the field guarding a uh, tight end. My heel hits. I hear the whistle, so I know the play's over. I beeline to Erlacher just so I could talk trash. I'm like, your corner can't even stop me, and I'm coming at you next because I want the last word. Like, now I'm mad. I can't think about it. How dare he talk about my dance? And, and I dropped why, the damn ball. This exactly is why flag right. football in, in Linden, Linden New goes down the way it does, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen. All game, he's barking at me, trying to get a lick on me. And all game, I'm catching plays, talking trash. It was ugly. And yeah. at one point, I thought, like, I thought I hated him, and I thought he hated me. And we had a moment where you had a moment on our show when you yeah. guys like made good. Yeah, you got injured. We had a moment. I got injured, and uh, I got up, and he. Everybody's saying, you know, Nate, you're gonna be all right. And these are all my teammates. I hear a voice from across the line of scrimmage, and he says, "Hey, Burleson, let him help you off the field. I know you're tough." 
And I look over it, and it's him. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn. It like, literally made me want to cry because it's like the first positive thing he said to me. And then <laughs> a, a game later, we kind of connect on a blocking play. And he had, his mother had just passed. And I stop, and I pause, and I said, hey, man, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. And he was like, thanks, man. It means a lot coming from you. And it uh, was, that was it. That happens in the middle of the game, not middle during game. warm-ups or after? It was, it was like the the like the one turnaround in a relationship that – it helped me understand like the gravity of relationships in football cuz oftentimes you hate a guy and you always hate a guy you know i was talking to mjd mjd said he would get into it with guys on the field and he would want to fight them in off season and that's how most players feel like you just like what's going to happen if i ever run to this dude in vegas like and i'm out and i'm drinking with my boys it's the same dude as talking about my mom or you know whatever so can you, you know? separate that i i found a way to separate it when that turnaround with Erlacher happened i i felt like there's things that can bring us closer together in these words that can divide us that are so stupid. So stupid. Wow. Strong. Anyone? Anyone to follow? Any Erlacher stories on that? <laughs> on that note, that's good. Oh, think... Erlacher story. Yeah, I, I, I told my Erlacher story on Mother's <laughs> Day. My mom used to run him at the grocery store, and one time I went and he was there, and I, I can't follow up. What, what did he say? Georgia a hug. He said, Hey, Georgia. He knew my mom's <laughs> name at the Dominic's in Lake Forest. I turned around, and there he is, and he gave Georgia a hug. I told the Mother's Day story. And you're like, there. Mom, my mom, mom really you actually does know. know Brian. You've been telling me when I'm He's away like, in LA. So George, this Georgia, is the Brian. Organic bananas are on sale. You told me about them last week. Incredible. Go get them. Go Urlacher's crazy. Urlacher's an awesome guy. I know you've hung with Urlacher. Yeah, I was at his wedding. At his wedding? Yeah. Where is that? New Mexico? No, uh, Palm Springs. He's yeah. a good friend. He's the man. It's good One day, of our man. first guests played the game on the right way. Did. I hate the way it ended in Chicago. Good story. It's interesting. He's up for uh, he's up for Hall of, Hall of Fame induction um, this coming year, and the class is him, Randy Moss, Ray Lewis, Rondé Barber. I believe one other guy that's like worthy of it, and I don't know if Brian's first ballot. I think he should be. I would vote for him. Obviously, I'm biased. He's a friend. But I'm not sure they're going to put more than two of those guys in. Yeah. It's really? all in play now, man. I, I saw Tim Brown on Total Access last night. He said he doesn't think Randy's going to get in on the first ballot. Yeah. Because of the T.O. thing. And what? Yeah. He's, Tim Brown was you talking about You think he's got to wait till T.O. gets in before he gets in? Tim Brown's thing was like – Tim Brown waited. I know. And Tim Brown says nobody's Jerry Rice. No one's ever going to be Jerry Rice. I think the fact that T.O. waited. Chris I think Carter Randy's going to wait. Yeah. I know. Everybody waits except for Jerry Rice. So T.O.'s numbers already are better than all those guys. Yes. It's uh, crazy. Including Randy's. Crazy. Uh, I'll say this, and maybe we can save this for the the podcast next week or even a segment on the show. I think it'd be really good for us to talk about mentioning Erlacher in a conversation we had in the dressing room before we walked over here about Calvin Johnson and him talking about the Lions and their relationship and how there's this, there's some disdain there. And then Erlacher, I said when you start talking about closer friendly is I hate the way it ended in Chicago. Yeah. We should have a segment or a conversation, whether it's on the show or the podcast, about bad relationships at the end of players' careers that hmm. we Bad thought I'll give you another one. That it's about it? greats, though. Yeah. Erlacher was a bear. Hey, great. An icon, yeah. There's one that's Calvin not well, pu- well publicized that we heard yeah. about that Lance Moore kind of referenced off camera. I don't know if you want but he said, was it Lance Moore or someone saying, hey, Palomalo didn't end on the best terms with the Steelers even. Mm. Palomalo, that's, that's a great conversation. I think it needs to be had. Ray Allen with the Celtics. Right? Because these teams, they get greedy and they want to kick these guys out. Hey, pay, take a pay cut or retire, bro. And for a guy who gave everything to you. It wasn't Lance Moore. It was someone else. It was another. Oh, was it Willie Colon? It was Willie Colon. Yeah. He said when I, he didn't give any details. He said I'm not sure it ended on the best terms. Yeah. Uh, so great conversation. We should definitely have that uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Also, I would also really like to revisit with Kyle at the table. And unfortunately, we won't be able to have Sam Walker, who was on our show today. Mm. But like the whole leadership conversation, oh we God. should was have that cool? again. Yeah. It was really great, and everyone should pick up his book. I certainly am going to uh, the Captain Class. He studied and broke down the 16 best. 
teams Dynasties. In, in sports. Yeah. Like 96 All Bulls blacks. didn't make it. Oh, wow. They weren't that, dominant That says enough, enough right there We're to make talking, you want to read it. He had eight criteria. I'm sure longevity, dominance, all those things played. Like Patriots were in it, and that's really? pretty much it. Studied why they were so good, and it all came, came down to right. leadership. The common singular threat. captain. There's always so one like guy. Se- the like it starts and ends with a Tom Brady. Like Bill Russell right. was the wow. glue. It it said, he said the dynasty starts and ends with, with the that guy's captain. The, 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 I was, the 90s I was, I was fascinated. He had I'm already fascinated. He said Celtics were a better dynasty. So if you look at it, Bill Russell was the glue, and there was all these other changing pieces. Brady. He's the one piece. Everything yeah. can move around him. If He's you have a, that one guy. A wide guy, receiver can't be right. the like captain. Like Duncan? Yeah. yeah. Wide wow, that's awesome. Can't yeah. Do it. That he like talked about the characteristics yeah. of a leader and what makes him a good leader versus other leaders. Teams that have captains, but they don't have well, the right leader. He also said, said that you can Guys learn. can push it to the edge. Like Brady, the deflating the football thing, like whether it happened or not, is completely symbolic of his leadership. He would be willing to do whatever Anything. it takes. He yeah. said it's a common thread between leaders always – trying to bend the rules to do whatever it takes to win. He had a great win. comparison about uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, right, where he said Tom Brady once did a credit card commercial or some commercial where yeah. the offensive line, uh, there was something with offensive line. I remember they were at a restaurant. He, he brought his them own offensive it. line, and, and he, he said, said he I did... don't want to take all the spotlight. They, any talking right. lines, let them do. Yep. Right. Peyton Manning did the same sort of with commercial. With an offensive line. And he hi- they had hired actors, and I don't think that <laughs> it even occurred to, That's not that it's yeah. a fault to Peyton Manning, they hired actors. I'm here to do my right. job. I'm getting paid, and I'm doing this, and I'm a Great but cerebral, it, you know. Per, I'm a great person. I think sure. no knock on Peyton, right. but that Tom had that in his head to do. That that's great. Said the great leaders. But those linemen, those pages, linemen. If they were like, look, I know Tom could do any one commercial. Wants. In fact, I'm going to be in it. Right. I'm going to get paid for it, and he wants me in it. Like you would die to block for him. Like no, that's no one's touching my Look at the derby. That's, that's all. That's Who you thinks right. fit in the bill for that's for it. the derby? That's the, the ultimate jet. team right. above self, and that's what he's saying. The common thread is team above self and guys that are ultimately more he passionate Jack than Lambert anybody else. Jack Lambert wasn't a big so, talker. So fascinating. Wasn't his yeah. thing, but like he would go at it with management. He would question the Roonies and he would always push it to, and he's like, it wasn't Bradshaw, it wasn't Rocky Blyer, it was Lambert because he was the voice of the rest of the guys. The bottom guy in the roster had a voice in Lambert. Mm-hmm. He would come and challenge. My only gripe is that I would argue that the Bulls should be on there. Yeah, Jordan. You have to see the other teams. Jordan though. made he made normal yeah. guys household names. Like I, I wouldn't know who Steve Kerr was. B.J. Armstrong. B.J. Armstrong. Was Craig Hodges. I think so. Bill Cartwright. They had the weird thing when he left in the middle of it. You know, like he was gone for two seasons. Pippen, which is a strange Pippen thing stepped to do. up. Pippen stepped up. But that's the question: Was Jordan yeah. the leader? Or was Jordan just the lead dog? So it's called, it just, this was released yeah. a couple of weeks right? ago. It's called The Captain Class by Sam Walker. He uh, also does, he's at Wall Street Journal. Yeah. He right? went, used to be in the sports wow. pages. Now he's like, I don't know what his role is. I think he's like right. up, upper management. So Leader or lead dog. So I'm going to like read this book as part of a book club for June. If you guys want to join Let's me, do it. pick it up and do it. Who Captain wants to do it? Captain Club. I'm in. I want to read it. We have a couple weeks off. Yeah, I like this stuff. Yeah, I got a couple books I'm reading. Right, it so feels like a self-help to Sam type Walker. book also. But still, like, yeah. outliers right now. Well, because this whole thing at the end was... The whole Great. thing was that you can be a leader, like that you can learn. Like, Everybody can have that. I was like, is it born and innate? Yeah. And he said, no, that these are things that you can you can sort like of. Learn behaviors, right? Develop. So, yeah. So, let's do that for our book club for June that we just started here. One more time, Kay. One more time. What's it called? It's called uh, it, the, the Captain, Captain Class, Class by Captain Sam Class. Walker. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, order those books and let's do this yeah. thing. Bye. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.